and welcome to A2I Dyslexia Podcast. We have been kindly being funded by um, the Education Skills Funding Agency and European Socialist Fund and of course Equip. We're very grateful to have received this funding to be able to do this podcast to support dyslexics uh, who may be looking for work or who are in transition of looking for other work or may be already in work and may need some help um, in terms of access to work. Today's topic is Dyslexia and Access to Work Scheme. And we have the lovely Habib Baluch, who is Disability Services Advocacy, sorry, he works rather, um, within the Disability Services Advocacy Team, um, Department for Work and Pensions. And before I introduce Habib, I'd like to read a little bit about his biography and why I think it's really important for anyone who's listening right now, who needs access to work support, will be able to contact DWP Access to Work and get the right help they need so they can unlock their full potential. So Habib represents the Department for Work and Pensions as a disability services advocate. He raises awareness of benefits to help people with, with care needs, their journey to work or keeping them in work. Habib works closely with access to work to ensure that people with health conditions, communication barriers, special education needs or learning difficulties are, put, are not put at the back of the queue when it comes to work and opportunities. He's passionate about disability services and the reach. Right, sorry, I've gone off track a bit, a bit. He's passionate about disability services and the reach that they have. And he believes that with the right support, lots more job seekers can get into work and stay in work. Before his current advocacy role, Habib led a group of managers at Personal Independence Payment, also known as PIP. Prior to this, he has experienced working for work services leading operations at a few different job centres and across different departments in the Northwest, as well as spending a secondment working for a local authority to help support some of the most vulnerable families in Manchester. I'd also like to read a disclaimer. Please note that the information provided in this podcast is correct on the date of recording, which is the 9th of December 2020. Well, thank you for your fantastic introduction. I appreciate it. Um, so just a little bit about me. Um, yeah, you've got it right. I am an advocate for disability services. I work for the Department for Work and Pensions. Um, and what my passion is, is making sure that people with barriers to employment, whether it's a health condition or a, a learning disability, to make sure that those people are supported, they get the right support throughout the journey so that there's an even playing field with them and people who don't have any conditions or any challenges to, to join in the labour market. And that's what my day looks like most days is I advocate for disability services for people who need that support in getting into work. And I try and raise awareness of the customer journey, whether it's personal independence payment, whether it's access to work, industrial injuries, disablement benefit or disability living allowance. I try and raise awareness so that people know what they are so people know how it can support them. And so people know how positive those things can be when they are done right. Right. Now, someone once said to me, access to what's like a big secret of the DWP. You know, no one really knows it until you ask. And once you do ask, you know, there's so much help out there. There's a lot of people that come, a lot of dyslexics that come to A2I. And the minute you mention ATW, they're like, what is that? 
And then obviously we go in and explain it a bit more. And then they have to go online and apply for it. And in some cases, some people have been very successful. In some cases, it hasn't been so, so successful for them. Um, and maybe they've gone for appeal and it's worked um, in their favor. So thank you for that wonderful, um, amazing introduction. I think we feel really privileged to have someone from DWP to talk about access to work, something that is really crucial to um, people like myself who've got disability, i.e. hidden disability, dyslexia. And some people don't even know having dyslexia and where it's a barrier to work, they're not aware that they can apply for access to work. So this is really such an amazing opportunity. So I'm just gonna go straight into my first question, Habib. What is access to work scheme in a nutshell? Well, access to work is a government scheme to support people with either physical health condition, mental health condition, um, or a hidden hidden disability to move closer to work or into work. It can cover uh, money towards grants to buy equipment. It can provide money to adapt equipment or even just the cost of traveling to work. And it can also mean that someone who needs someone to travel with them to work can have that support too. Um, it's, there's quite a lot of money involved and I think it's a really good example of the government putting their money where the mouth is in terms of supporting people who need that support because not only can it pay for support in the workplace, it can also pay for support in their interview, it can be communication support, it can be support in terms of someone who needs verbal instructions instead of written instructions, having that support. Um, so in a nutshell, access to work can, can be the source of funding for lots of different things that will help people with either a physical health condition, a mental health condition, or a hidden impairment, at, be at the workplace and, and carry out their duties and be successful in their role. And like you said, it is, it is um, little known, but hopefully after the work that myself and my team have been doing over the past few months, it's not as hidden as it, hidden as it mm. used to be. It's not the big secret Anymore. it used to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, wonderful. Um, so th that's really brilliant. So before someone can go for access to work, I guess, for example, if you've got dyslexia, if you're not actually, if you haven't disclosed or told your um, work coach that you've got this condition, they're not going to be able to help you, are they? And um, I find that that's usually the case where people haven't sort of asked for help. And because I haven't asked for it, they, they can't really go for it or they don't know about it to be honest with you. Where, in a DWP, whereabouts, what sort of time do they talk about this um, sort of support? Is it at the initial stage of someone who's unemployed or is it discussed if you've got their application in front of you and have got disability, would you then tell them about DWP access to work? I'll answer that in two yes, different please. steps, if you don't yes, mind. Please. One from a point of view of like the work coach. So at job centres, people have a work coach and there's also a disability employment advisor at every job centre. And those two, two sets of people are there to support that person, to try and establish what barriers that person has to employment so that they can start breaking them down and start overcoming them with the right support. So whether it's their own work coach or support through the disability employment advisor, I'd hope that people do have the confidence to reveal certain things to their work coach so that they can get the right support going forward. And depending on the people, it doesn't always happen that way. I've been a work coach myself in the past. And I remember on several occasions, people, um, you know, when I was asking them to, to read something with me, whether it was a leaflet or something off the screen, saying to me, oh, sorry, I've not got my glasses with me. Or say, you know, I've, I've got an issue with my eye today. Do you mind reading it to me? 
So people don't always disclose that they have dyslexia and I can understand why. Um, but hopefully the more people are talking about it, the more they can see that by establishing that, they can try and work with it and try and provide the right support. Um, by not disclosing it, it doesn't make it impossible for you to get the right support in the workplace, which I will come on to, but it just means that they can start getting the right support sooner if they do discuss that with the work coach. Absolutely. And just a step on from that, so when it comes to access to work specifically, you don't need to have any diagnosed condition to be able to access access to work. It looks at how your health or how your hidden impairment affects you, your journey to work and your ability to do your job. So you don't even have to have a diagnosis of dyslexia in order to access access to work, but you need to be showing some traits of, of having dyslexia, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. because it's that impact on you that's important. It's not your diagnosis and it's not your, your proof that you have it or your assessment. It's the fact that you have the traits and it impacts your journey to work or your ability to do your job, which is important for access to work. So how would the individual um, come up, let you know what the traits are what, by just verbally telling you, maybe at the, at the stage of the um, interview with the work coach? Yeah, um, normally, so there are assessments that work coaches can do, but I think more and more they have moved away from that because now they want to hear in people's own words what they can do, what they can't do, what they need support with. Um, so, at you, you know, normally at your initial work coach appointment, you get to know your, your work coach, you get to know a bit more about the support that you can get from your local job centre. And at that point, they do a little bit of delving into what barriers that the person faces. And some of the barriers might be childcare, uh, the barriers might be, um, you know, qualifications, it might be that English isn't the first language, or it might be that they do have um, a hidden impairment or, or a disability or health condition, which is going to impact their ability to move closer to work or move into work. So it would rely on that communication, either face to face, or often now work coaches do have access to people's journal where they can put messages to and fro if they prefer, um, similar with um, phone contact as well. So if people feel more comfortable disclosing that by phone um, or with the right support, putting it in, a, an, in their journal, then it can be reported that way too. We, we appreciate that not one size doesn't fit all. So if people need to, to report that in different ways and have the support in different ways, um, DWP are sensitive to that and, and supporting the person is the important bit, not how it is disclosed. Yeah. And I'm just wondering right now, most of us are working from home. So um, one, if somebody's got dyslexia, it may it even manifest itself quite well. I assume you're working by yourself at home. You can't even turn to your colleague to say, look, can I get help with this? You have to try and figure things out yourself. So I think it's really, really important that you mentioned um, this kind of help there is out there. Now, my next question, you've probably answered already, but I'll ask anyway, you've probably answered it from the first question I asked you. So how can the scheme help our dyslexic um, listeners at the moment? How can the scheme help them? So what the support that's available through access to work is, like I mentioned earlier, is getting to work. So if someone needs someone mm -hmm. with them to interpret a timetable of a bus or a train, they can provide that support. They can have a companion. If someone needs help, um, if they drive themselves, but they need help in um, you know, going to different addresses, again, they can have a companion to help them. But they can also help um, whether they're new to the role or they've been in the role a while with a job coach or, or a job aide or 
of support in the workplace, a support worker. And they can do things like proofread. They can read their emails out to them. They can give them verbal instructions instead of written instructions, or they can help them try and interpret those written instructions. If there's any of their duties that they need support with, their support worker on job coach can try and do that. So in the workplace, even duties that you'd think, well, no, that, that's, it's that person's job. Surely they have to do that. There's lots of support available in the workplace through support workers. And those support workers can provide the support that, that people with dyslexia need, whether it's just repeating instructions verbally um, or whether it's communicating on their behalf. There is lots of support available and it very much depends on what support that person needs. If all that person needs is some equipment to help them um, in terms of, a, say, a digital recorder to record what they're writing, to proofread it, that can be, um, you know, the cost of that can be covered. If they need a physical person, that can be covered. If the person needs help with coping strategies, that can be covered. If people need help with different types of um, you know, adjustments, adaptations, whatever the thing is that's needed, access to work can look to try and overcome that barrier um, by, by using their, their own money and by paying for things that will help that person, not just get into the workplace in terms of communication support, but also how they'd keep them in the workplace by making sure they can do the job properly and to make sure that they know that there's someone they can go to if they do need support. Right, wonderful. Um, honestly, this will really, really help our um, listeners. Um, don't be too surprised if you get loads of emails or you know, loads of people sort of asking so many questions after the podcast have been released. That's really wonderful. Thank you so much. Now, my third question will be, how dyslexia friendly is the application process um, for anyone with dyslexia or specific learning difficulties? Um, I think someone have mentioned before in the past something called relay service. If you could just maybe touch up on that for us, yeah. tell us what that means. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, so people applying for access to work, there's no one applying for access to work who has no um, health conditions, or hidden impairments or disabilities because access to work is there to support those people. And because it's there to support those people, um, they have made inroads into making their service accessible for people with those conditions, whether it is an online application um, which can be supported or whether it's applying by phone or even using one of our alternative formats like um, there's an audio CD available of our communications. People can have large print uh, or even Braille um, if, if they need mm -hmm. it. But two of the important um, accessibility options that Access to Work offer is a Relay UK um, service and also a British Sign video relay service. And the Relay UK service is for people who find it difficult to either hear or speak on the phone. So if people can't use the normal channels of communication, what happens is they um, have a Relay UK assistant who they access through our service and they communicate with them, whether it's like a chat version where they type something and, and, and the assistant relays it on or whether they do their best to communicate in the way that they can and the Relay assistant um, passes that on to access to work. It's a service really to help people who um, who, whether it's speaking out loud to someone or whether it's with their hearing, need that extra bit of support. 
and it's a service that lots and lots of people use. Um, I remember a, a person who I supported at the job centre many years ago uh, when I was an employment and support allowance advisor. They used to use this survey because their anxiety was that high in certain situations that they couldn't talk. But they found that using a relay service really helped them with their communication uh, at, at times when it was particularly bad for them. And the British Sign Language Video Relay Service is, is similar, where there is a, a video connection set up between the customer and the British Sign Interpreter, and between them, they pass on the messages to access to work. So there are lots of options there um, for people to communicate. So whether they prefer to answer questions on the phone, or whether they prefer to be supported on an online application where maybe some of their software might help interpret some of the questions and help them proofread. Uh, there is a few options there which hopefully would help those people in their application. Wonderful. It's the first time I've ever heard of it, by the way. I heard it a couple of, maybe a couple of months ago, someone spoke about it. I thought, oh, okay, I must find out what that is. Yeah. Now, just sort of um, going forward from here, my next question will be, um, would our listeners have to disclose dyslexia to their employees before they apply for access to work? I think you've probably covered that. Again, this one is split into two, really, because it's very much dependent on what support they need. So with access to work, um, in most cases, we do encourage people to discuss uh, any of their needs with their employer. Because quite often, if it's something which can be overcome with quite a simple um, adaptation or a simple adjustment, it can be made between them and the employer. Um, and it's quite important to the application process as well, because in order to come up with a set of recommendations, not only do they need to hear from the applicant in their words, what would help is, but they need to be able to see what the employer can accommodate to. So for that reason, we would always advocate people sharing their condition and their barriers to the employer. However, there is one uh, set of uh, circumstances in which people wouldn't need to disclose their condition. And that's if they're only applying for the mental health support service, which is a confidential service for anyone to use um, who wants to access that mental health support. And that doesn't need to be shared with the employer because it is confidential and it, it's support for them. Um, and it doesn't need to go to the employer. But in terms of any adjustments, any equipment that needs to be bought, any software, really those people do need to discuss that and disclose that uh, to their employer, just to help with the next step of the application, which is the assessment and, and trying to establish what they'd like, what would help them and what can be accommodated by that. Wonderful. Now, my last question will be, is access to work means tested? No, not at all. Um, we do get that quite often with access to work and also with personal independence payment, but neither are means tested. Wonderful. That's really lovely. Thank you so much, Habib, for all that information. Um, I think, to be honest with you, our um, dyslexic community could really do with uh, the information you shared with us, and as well as people with other disabilities who may be listening to, to the podcast um, for, for their own um sort of get some knowledge around access to work. Thank you so much for um, coming on to A2I Dyslexia podcast. And we will obviously, when we share the um, podcast, we have all your um, contact details, not you personally, but DWP, the website and all the other information as well, how people can um, engage or 
um, get involved with access to work and get the help they need to be able to unlock their full potential. I know there are millions of people unemployed at the moment as we speak. And, you know, if they've got um, dyslexia or any disability, this will be a great help to them. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for um, giving us all of this knowledge and information. And again, I'd like to thank the European Social Fund and Education Skills Funding Agency. And of course, uh, Habib from DWP for coming on A2R Dyslexia Podcast. Thank you so much. The Aspire to Inspire Dyslexia Podcast, All Things Dyslexia, is funded by the European Social Fund and Skills Agency. Presented by Elizabeth Tashi. It's produced and distributed by Salt and Pepper Productions.